Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So today I bring on Andy Ordate, who is an inspiring young character. And when I say young, I mean he's in his early 20s, and some of the stuff that he's doing, not just in terms of his business, but also his mindset, is really mind-blowing. So this episode was really interesting, especially for myself, because... He spoke about a lot of things that I truly believe that if we were all able to incorporate on a daily basis, we would massively have the ability of enhancing our lives. So a couple of things we spoke about in this was firstly his mentorship with Les Brown and some of the lessons that Les Brown actually taught him. We also speak about overcoming imposter syndrome, self-belief, the importance of confidence, accepting one's death. And that was a bit of a segue but it's really important you stay tuned to listen to that bit and also the importance of finding your voice and sharing your story. So it was a fascinating interview. Andy is an entrepreneur. He has come from poverty and he has made something incredible from his life even though he recognized that life could have been so much more worse for him had he not had the mindset and the drive to really try and do and become more. So without further ado let's get this interview on the way. I am extremely grateful to welcome Andy on to find your voice. So Andy, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm amazingly amazing, my man. How are you feeling? I'm very well, thank you. So just shortly, Andy, I'm going to ask you about your story. But before that, I was doing a bit of research on you actually just prior to this show a few days ago. And I was quite interested because I was on your website. I was looking at some of the stuff you were doing and there was a sentence and it was more of a quote that really resonated with me. And I always, I'm always vigilant before I bring someone on the show because I want to make sure they're the right fit because at the minute the show is growing very very quickly and I want to give my listeners value anyway long story short is you had this quote which says if you have a story you have a voice and you must use your story and voice to make an impact and obviously that's what find your voice is about so that was really something that really resonated with me so I just wanted to acknowledge you for that before we start the show um, that's enough from me for now, Andy. So if you wouldn't mind, if you could just kind of give the listeners a little bit about yourself, give us the summary of what basically makes you the person that you are today. Right on. Yeah. You know, I, that's a true belief that I have where pretty much at the end of the day, we all have a story. If you're alive, you have a story. And there's a group of people that's depending on your success. There's a group of people that's depending on you sharing your story. For example, I come from an impoverished area. Like I come from poverty on the East Coast, on the East Coast in the, in the smallest state in the country. And I recognized that as I grew out of that environment, that there were other people that were living in poverty as well and that they needed someone to listen to. They needed someone to look up to. And I, because I decided to share my story and not stay quiet, it supported them and their growth. So it's imperative that as you're growing and as you're living, you, that you share your story. Absolutely. And again, that's one of the main themes behind this show. It's me trying to get people with different perspectives, different life stories and challenges to come on the show. Because what I want to show my listeners is that whatever they're going through in life, it's not 
exclusive to themselves. So like you just mentioned there, you've came from poverty. There are probably millions of people out there who have been through similar situations. And I think when they can see somebody who's persevered and gone through it and become successful on the other end of it, it becomes inspirational, but it also becomes real as well, if that makes sense. So that's really interesting. So you've come from poverty now. Could you give us a little bit more about your story? Tell us what you're doing now, because I know you're doing some incredible things, but I want to hear it from yourself. So I, the, the type of environment that I was raised in, you know, it was definitely had some gangsters and, and drug dealers and so on and so forth. And now I'm a motivational speaker. I also work with small businesses and supporting them in their marketing to get their marketing online. And so I travel around the country hosting these conferences called the Progression Conference. That's the main product. The Progression Conference is a one-day business event where people come together to learn how to grow their businesses and to grow their sales and to grow their marketing. Next year, I'm going to be traveling from Atlanta, Georgia, North Carolina, Providence, Rhode Island, New York, literally hitting 13 states all the way back to California sharing the strategies that I've used to grow my businesses to over the seven-figure million-dollar mark. That's fantastic. So that was literally what I wanted you to say because I know you're a serial entrepreneur as well as a motivational speaker. So if I may then, if I can just put you a little bit on the spot here, you've come from a situation where people listening to this can probably relate to, where things weren't always great. What makes you different? I know you said that people need a voice or people need someone to look up to, but what separated you from maybe somebody else from a similar situation to yourself who maybe hasn't done the stuff that you've done? No, I think what really makes me unique is the authenticity. I, I come very authentic. Uh, I share the true struggles. I share the true experiences. And I share intel. I share what it's like to be on the inside of growing a business. Not only that, of being a public figure, I share intel. Like I was just, I went on stage I was essentially advised to not be seen in my own event. So I, I'm hosting a seminar. It's my seminar. A few hundred people come to see me speak. And the advice that I got was, hey, don't go downstairs. Don't be seen until it's time for you to be on stage. You want to keep yourself exclusive so that way people buy more. Mm. And I was like, well, that's not really in alignment. But, you know, I, I ended up listening and, and took that advice. And then I, afterwards, I started realizing, like, man, that's not in alignment with what I wanted. Mm. So I share intel with what actually the experience of growing a business, but also being a public figure. And then I, I also come off very authentic, like, hey, there's no difference between you or I. What I do want to do is share my experiences to support you in your growth as you progress. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was a bit of a, a learning lesson, I suppose, for yourself, where you realize that you weren't in alignment with yourself. You wasn't congruent with basically your values. And it's funny you actually said that because just before I started this interview, I was just driving back because I was like, I need to speak to Andy at four o'clock and I was in a bit of a rush. And I was listening to a podcast and the lady on there, she says, you need to have congruency between what you say, what you feel and what you do. And that really resonated with me. And I feel that like a lot of people in the world lack that. And that's obviously where people aren't being authentic. So it's it's nice to know that you're authentic. So did you find that just by being yourself and sharing your struggles, that's where you were able to resonate with people more? Yeah, 100%. Like, just as I started talking to people, I started seeing similar patterns just in different areas. So I started coming up with the conclusion that everyone has challenges. And I believe that everyone's challenges is some, somewhat equal to that person's ability to overcome. 
So what I mean by that, like, you know, so, some people may have a challenge of, of, of being overweight and another person might have a challenge of, of being addicted to drugs. And so equivalently to what, what that person's ability to overcome that challenge, everyone's equal. So same thing when uh, someone who, who grows up in, in, in poverty and another person grows up in uh, the, the suburbs with, you know, rich parents, then one person's challenge may be essentially to, to survive financially and, and, and try to make money and try to, you know, get out of the rat race. Another person might have to overcome bullying in their school because they got so much money, you know, but, but essentially it's still equivalent challenges and you got to respect everyone's challenges. Mm, absolutely. I love that. So everyone's challenges are equal to their ability to overcome. That's really powerful. And I think that's again, one of the premises behind this show is to let people know that their story isn't mundane. And if you're struggling, you're struggling. And it's about trying to obviously overcome that, combat your excuses and really try and move forward in life. So that's, that's really interesting. So you're quite a busy man. I know you started initially because I was reading your story. You started, I think, was it on eBay? You started a little business and obviously you become literally a serial entrepreneur where you're now doing incredible things. So what's a day like then for you? Yeah, so today I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, um, headed, headed out to the gym, worked out, head back home, get breakfast. Then I'll read the Bible and get my, get my day started. So right now it's about eight o'clock in the morning right now. And so, as you can see, like, hey, eight o'clock in the morning, we're already we're already doing podcasts, we're already uh, producing content, and we're already putting it in work. And also, uh, doing a team meeting on Zoom where I work with my remote team, and then strategizing for the, the rest of the day as well as the rest of the week. So, obviously, fitness is a big thing, and then you just mentioned the Bible. So, I'm assuming faith is obviously a big component of your life as well. One hundred percent. I mean, you can't you can't do anything great without it. Mm, absolutely absolutely so the reason i asked that question is because i always believe success leaves clues and what i try and do is ask everyone like their daily habits because i want my listeners to be able to pick up certain things and one of the things obviously you just mentioned there is fitness and i think we have to look after our bodies not just our not just our physical bodies but also our minds as well do you do any sort of self-development? Is there any sort of reading involved or do you have any mentoring sessions or anything like that? So on my way to the gym, what I do is um, I listen to Audible and I listen to audiobooks and it's constantly feeding my brain about different ways of think. Sometimes I'll, re- I'll read the same book multiple times and say, oh, I, I didn't catch that last time. But always, always get, get, get doing some type of personal development, whether it's motivational, devotional, where I'm, I'm listening to motivational work, or if I am, you know, leaving the gym and, and listen to to the audiobooks that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic! And I've also seen some incredible snaps on your website as well. And there was one with Les Brown in particular. Can you elaborate on that, maybe for the listeners? Well, Les Brown is the is a mentor of mine. He showed me the the speaking business as well as how to speak. And I traveled on tour with him for the, from 2016 to 2017 for about a year. Went around the country doing speaking seminars with him and just getting around him. And one thing that I've learned from him is taking the decision to, to take action, making a decision to take action as soon as possible. We, there was a situation that uh, he and I were having lunch together and he wanted me to uh, grab a, a domain for him. He, so he had an idea for the name of his new book. And he said, Andy, would you grab me the, go, go buy the domain? So I said, okay. So I said, why don't we wait and let's just finish eating? 
He said, no, we have to get it right now. And the reason why is because once you have an idea that's great and you put it out there in, 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 in kind of in the air or in the space, essentially you, you're, you're allowing someone else to, to take it. Like God puts this idea, gives you this idea for you to do it, and you're, you're now allowing someone else to take it. So what I've learned is that essentially when you have ideas, when you have goals, you have to take action as soon as possible in the shortest period of time. That's a really, really powerful lesson. Now, Les Brown is actually one of the first people who had a major influence on my life. So I, I used to work in corporate myself and I read one of his books and it was like a compilation and it was on Audible as well. And when I listened to it, I just literally took a leap of faith and I just took action into where I am today. So I became self-employed and it was literally off the back of Les Brown's words. So I really enjoy his content. I think you getting first-hand experience sitting next to him is only going to obviously put you in a much, much better place. But that lesson there, taking the decision to take action as soon as possible, I think we could all benefit from that because like Les touched on and like you just confirmed is if we put it out there we're almost giving somebody else the opportunity to take that and how many times do we sit there and we think oh bloody hell I wish I should have done that or I should have done that so in terms of your speaking then would you say speaking is your full-time gig is that what you want to become in the future are you looking to have your own sort of Les Brown type platform or have you got other plans as well being an entrepreneur on the side I think speaking is going to be something I do for the for a good part of my life, I'm not too sure how how long or how often or to what capacity in the far future. However, what I'm looking to do and I'm focusing on right now is developing and growing a marketing firm that's going to support small business owners and experiencing mass awareness. I think some some businesses are challenged right now where they're under the noise and they're focused on only a few a handful of streams of of distribution for their advertisement and there's so many more different streams that they're missing out on and undercapitalizing themselves. So my marketing firm is going to support these small businesses in getting exposure in great quantities, essentially opening up their pipeline. Mm, that's fantastic. So if anyone is listening, <clears throat> excuse me, then obviously marketing is one of the most important things next to selling basically, then definitely reach out to Andy. Marketing, when, when, you, when you do mass awareness marketing, that comes before the sales. Essentially, mass awareness marketing is, is getting exposure in multitude of, of facets and getting exposure everywhere possible on every platform that your buyer is probably going to be on or could potentially be on. The difference between mass awareness marketing and, and the day-to-day -day marketing now is mass awareness marketing has a belief that everyone needs to know my brand and my service because at some point they're going to be an influencer to buy my product or they're going to be the decision maker to buy my product. So if everyone needs to know, everyone needs to know my product. This is perfect for the, for the plumbing company all the way down to the, to, to the personal trainer at the gym. Mm, fantastic okay so we're just going to segue ever so slightly then so obviously we know the kind of stuff that you're doing now and you're doing incredible things in terms of you know your space you know where to add value and you know how to basically not just generate money but also create the marketing aspect to it what i want to do is i want to dive a little bit more into yourself and more into your mind the mind of andy and why andy is the way he is so I want to ask you a question about adversity and I always kind of bring up questions of adversity because like you mentioned earlier, we all go through certain trials and tribulations in our life and I always believe that there's certain times, 
something happens in our life that changes us. We have that moment. We have that moment where we think, okay, this is it now. I need to change. So can you think of maybe a time where you've been through some level of adversity and then just tell us the lesson that that taught you? Okay, so I'll tell you what happened, right? So this is bringing me back to, to Les Brown. And a couple of years ago, I had my first seminar. So I'm producing, I'm currently producing 13 seminars a year. And then I'm partnering with other companies that are doing between five to 15 seminars. So for example, next year, I'm, I'm connected to 32 events. So that's 32 events in one, in one year. So on, av- on average, per month, three events a month on average. A couple of years ago, when I started, I was doing one event per year. And this one mm-hmm. event would, would have been like, like the, the, the deal breaker, the, the end all be all for my success. And this event was the first event I was hosting. I'm out selling tickets and ticket sales aren't where, you know, where, it's, where it should be. It's not that I'm not making the money that I'm supposed to be making, that I want to make. I'm not selling the amount of tickets that I should be selling. And essentially, about two weeks before the event, I get a call from Les Brown. Les Brown calls me. At this time, me and him don't, don't have the, like, the best relationship. Like I'm still a, kind of a stranger to him and I'm still developing the relationship with him. So he calls me out of nowhere. This is the first time that he probably called me. So I'm overly excited. Now, I had already met him and spent some time with him, but it wasn't a deep relationship. And he said, Andy, why don't you why didn't you call me to have me speak at your seminar? I said, Les, I didn't even know that I could do that. And I was used to like large, like he's supposed to get paid like $70,000. I didn't have that type of money. And so I'm over here saying like, hey, you know what? It's time to go to the next level. Les Brown says, why don't we go, why don't he speak at my event? I said, okay, let's do it. I said, Les Brown, you're going to speak at my event? He says, yep, I'm going to speak at your event. Let's talk about some marketing. Let's do some social media ads. Let's do a Facebook Live. Let's get, let's fill up your event. How many people you want at your event, Andy? I said, I want 200 people at my event. And we start talking about how we're going to market to his 1.2 million followers on Facebook. And we're going to blow up this event over the next two weeks. About 15 minutes into the conversation, well, I asked Les Brown, I said, Les, do you really believe that we can have 200 people at the event? He says, you know what, Andy, I'm not going to do business with you. Uh, I'm, I'm no longer interested in doing business with you. Goodbye. I hung up the phone on me. Why do you think he hung up the phone on me, man? Your mindset wasn't right. That's exactly the reason. So he hung up the phone on me. I knew he was in Los Angeles at the time. Well, he, I knew he was in California. So I drove to the house that he was at in Cali in Los Angeles, and I ran up to the door and I said, hey, I want to talk to Les. A woman, a woman opened the door. And the woman said, Les is not here. He's actually in Orange County. And I called Les. I said, I called Les back probably like eight times, ten times, hoping that he'd pick up the phone and just to keep being persistent. He picks up the phone and he says, Andy, I'm not doing business with you. Thank you. Well, goodbye. I'm distraught. I'm like, oh man, like my dreams, the, the vision that I had of taking care of my mom, the goal of taking care of my little brother just went down the toilet. My success for my life, for my future was literally in my hands, went away. And I went to, went to the beach neck that was next to Les Brown's house. And I put my feet in the sand and I asked God, I said, God, why did you do this to me? Why did you do this to me, God? Why? Why did you allow me to, to be so close to success and, and, and fail essentially? And God told me right then and there, do not doubt yourself. I had to use Les Brown as an example to support you in understanding this decision. Do not doubt yourself. I gave you everything you needed. Do not doubt yourself. So the biggest lesson there is is for you to not doubt yourself in times of, of challenges. That's part of the process. 
that you're going to experience so you, you can you can grow to where you're supposed to be. Absolutely, absolutely. What a powerful lesson. And I think given your circumstances and given the situation that you were in, obviously, we all have limiting beliefs. I think anyone who says they don't have limiting beliefs, they're lying. But I just think maybe that was Les's intentional kind of move to basically see how much you wanted it. Yeah, I mean, he, he called me afterwards and, and told me, like, I'll speak at your event. Um, so he, he did end up speaking at that event. However, that lesson still remained where it was coming down to not doubt yourself. So I realized that, and it played again again in my life where the progression conference, the, the one-day business event, I had to expand it. So I'm, I'm hosting this, the progression conference in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm doing it once a year at this, at this time. And I can't do the same event every single month, you know, to the same audience. It's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be attractive. I need to expand the, my reach. I need to expand my vision. I, I need to expand my message and get in front of more people. So I had an idea to host the Progression Conference in Texas. And not only to do one event, but to do two events. And not only to do two events in a year, but to do two events in a weekend. So I had to really expand and do something that I've never done before. Now, the, the, the overwhelming amount of doubt came in my mind where it said, hey, man, who in the world is going to come to see you speak? And plus, who do you know in Texas? I committed to doing those two events. I did those two events. I, after trials, after tribulation, after going through that experience, those challenging experiences, I ended up hosting the Progression Conference one on a Friday in Dallas and then on a Saturday in Houston. And we packed out both events. That's incredible. And I want people to know this lesson here because I know obviously the hard work that's gone on in the background to make anything successful, especially an event like that. It's not just a case of just, okay, I'll believe it and I'll manifest it. It's also the part of taking action as well. And just on your progression conference, because I'm quite interested now, could you very, very quickly just say within maybe a minute or so, just give the listeners just a couple of things that maybe you might touch on in those events, just in case anybody ever wanted to come and have a look at it or maybe book on. Yeah, the progression conference. And man, you, you're not going to have a talk about bringing the progression conference to the UK, man. We got we got to do it. Absolutely. However, the, uh, the progression conference is a one day sales and marketing event. It's for business owners and entrepreneurs that are starting their business as well as looking to scale their business. So they already have their business. They may be making that $1 million already. They may be making $500,000 a year, or they may be making three to $4 million a year. And they're saying, hey, I want to scale my business, and I want to learn from people who, are, who has already done it. I produce over well over $4 million in revenue, and the speakers that I bring in on my stage that I had, I had about half of a billion dollars on the stage in revenue. And so the mindset of all these speakers coming together from people who started their business from zero to all the way to $100 million, the mindset that they have, you're going to learn from them in this one-day seminar where you're essentially going to download over 50 years of experience on how to grow your business, market your business, increase sales, and scale your business. That's fantastic. I love that idea of just bringing together all these great minds in one room. And definitely let me know, obviously, when it comes to the UK. You know, we can get you back on the show to promote that again. Man, we got to do a deal and get it, get it to the UK. Absolutely. Because I just think just within that circle and even with your own experience as well, we can time collapse so many people's journeys. And obviously, that's what I'm trying to do in this podcast. And it's what you're trying to deliver as well to the audience. So uh, definitely, that's brilliant. So if I can just segue ever so slightly then, Andy. So you've now overcome your limiting beliefs. You're now doing stuff that you probably 
at one point, somewhere in the back of your mind, you might have slightly doubted it. What's your biggest fear right now? Oh, what's my biggest fear? That's not even the question to be asking, man. But I don't have, I don't have fear. There's nothing that I, there's nothing that I'm afraid of. Nothing at all. No, there's nothing I'm afraid of. Like, do you understand how powerful I am? Like, mm. I'm a fucking powerful human being. I, there's nothing that I'm afraid of. Yeah, man. I've already accepted my death. Fifty Cent. When he's in a boardroom meeting and he's negotiating these large deals that can essentially take take out his his entire estate. But the ops, the upside is so positive, financially positive, that it'll bring him great fortune. He makes a comment that he looks at the, the fear of failure, the experience of failure, in comparison to his, his mother's death, what he felt during his mother's death. So 50 Cent's mom died when he was really young. So if you are now at a position where you can accept your death and recognize that, yo, you're going to die anyway, you're going to die at some point, why not go all out? You're going to start living and experiencing a phenomenal life. So your to answer your question, there's nothing I fear. I love that answer. I'm glad you elaborated on it as well afterwards and i'm sensing some synergy with something that i actually did at a toastmaster speech recently so i won an award for the best speech of the night because i spoke about morbid motivation and what i do i do this weird thing where i think of the worst thing that could possibly happen to me and i do this about two or three times a week and instantly after that first couple of minutes it inspires and sparks something within me that makes me just one not worry too much about the opinions of other people or pointless trivial stuff and it makes me execute on stuff that i truly want to do and that truly moved me forward in my own journey in life yeah see that's that's the thing that's the thing about sharing your story you know for me to see 50 cent coming from where i come from coming from where i come from to see 50 cent and, and how much he's amassed and how he's able to take care of himself and his family and the people around him and put people into position and give people opportunities and to see him being black like i am wearing earrings like i do See those similarities, it gives me hope, it gives me positivity, it gives me an opportunity, it gives me the mindset to say it is possible. So it's imperative that you share your story to so that other people see that it's possible. And I don't want people to compare their level of success to my, my level of success or to 50 Cent. There's a group of people that's behind you no matter what level you're at. There's a group of people literally behind you. So if you're someone who... Well, all you do is have a nine to five job and you just have a regular job and you're like, hey, Andy, I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur. I just have a regular job. Well, the, right now, there's the, there is that 11 year old kid in high school. I mean, there's that 11 year old kid in middle school that's looking for a mentor. And because they see you as a, a mentor, they're, they're willing to grow. You need to get out of your comfort zone and start sharing your message because people are depending on you to do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this is what we're trying to do with this movement of Find Your Voice. And on that note, actually, we're going to segue into what I like to call, Andy, the fun part of the show. So we know about your story now. We know about the adversity and how you've had to really level up and change. But what we're going to do, we're just going to look at some fun, very, very quick, short, fire, rapid questions. So for the next 60 to 90 seconds, I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can possibly fit in. So just let me know when you're ready, my friend. Ready. Okay, we're going to start in three, two, one. Your favorite motivational speaker. Let's round. Your favorite book? No More Average. What is the one thing you can't live without? My phone. What does success mean to you? Fulfillment. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? Poverty. What is one thing you're secretly good at that nobody knows? Rapping. Your biggest role model? My dad. What would you like to be remembered for? Change. Creating change. Your worst mistake this year? 
Not going bigger. Your worst fear as a child? People making fun of my man boobs. If you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, dead or alive, who would it be? Tupac. Would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? I want to know when. Your favourite place in the world? My crib. If you could relive one day again, what day would it be? My birth. The ability to fly or be invisible? Fly. The number one thing that annoys you? Time wasters. Your number one business tip? Get massive. Get huge. Get awareness everywhere. And finally, if after this show I could grant you one wish, what would it be? Bring the Progression Conference to the UK. Okay, so the last two questions I always ask is about reflection and legacy. So if we jump straight to reflection, reflection is me thinking of ways to get to where I am right now quicker, easier or with less heartache. But I'm also a firm believer that obviously the journey that we've all been through has taught us so much as well. So knowing exactly what you know now with all of your wisdom and all of your contacts and all of your experience, if you could maybe go back to an unsure Andy, a younger Andy and whisper something in his ears, what would you say? It'll be okay, man. Like, the amount of times that I've stressed out, like, I remember, I remember, like, hosting seminars, and I questioned, like, if people were going to come, and I was like, this is the death of me, this is going to be the, the thing that takes me out, and the whole time, man, it's like, well, it'll all be okay. So I understand now, like, like, there's no reason to have fear, because, hey, man, you'll be okay, otherwise you'll die, and you're, if you're already accepted your death, then you're fine. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Imposter syndrome. How do you deal with imposter syndrome? I mean, surely that's something that comes up in your head. Is it again? You're just using that death analogy. Look, one day I'm gonna die, and I just need to get on with it. Yeah, man. That's that's <laughs> that's a real thing, man. I mean, I think I think you just gotta know like how powerful you are. Like like you you see my assurance of how powerful I am. There's not. No human being that can come up to me and, and, and stop me and, and have me question my power or have me question my worth or have me question my adequacy, or if I'm adequate or not. I think it comes down to your relationship with God and recognizing that, yo, God got your back. God is behind you. And like someone made a comment to me. He said, my business partner is, is the entity that created this world from land to sea in seven days. My, that's my business partner. So if you got that type of energy behind you, man, and, and I think I think what some imposters are experiencing essentially, what they're experiencing experiencing is the, their disconnection from God, and they're so disconnected from God that they start questioning themselves. They start having some fear. They start like God didn't make you to have fear. God didn't put you on earth like hey. Like, I want you to be creating some shit in your mind and it's fake. And, and I want that to be the reason for your self-sabotage. Your self sabotage. Mm. Like, fear is an act of self-sabotage when you say, I'm too scared, I'm not going to do it. That's self-sabotage. And God, didn't, God, I don't believe God put you on earth and was like, yo, yo, here you go, Andy. Boom. I'm going to give you this dope idea. I need you to fulfill it. All right? I need you to go make it happen because it's part of the mission. That's, that's what I need you to do. And, and then, you know what? Along the way, I'm going to put fear there. Nah, fear is when it's shit, random shit that you create to hinder your growth. Like, you can do some crazy things in life. Like, do you realize as a black man on the east, living from the East Coast, I should be dead? But instead, I'm going across the whole entire country sharing a message of positivity, hope, and as well as giving people business strategies to really take their income 
to a level that they have never experienced before. That's an amazing answer. When you said that thing about the business partner, your business partner being God, and you use that analogy, that was really, really powerful because one of the things I always say and one of the things one of my, my mentors kind of told me is that whatever you believe in, try and believe in something bigger than yourself because that obviously gets you through those struggles and you just hit the nail on the head with a couple of things there you said about the self-sabotage and the fear and stuff yeah it's like it's like dude like i am a, a being i'm not even this human i'm not even human like in my new book i talk about not being human like i need people to understand this and and it's gonna come off so weird so so this podcast may be weird to some of your some of your listeners in the beginning, but I think in the in the next couple of years they're gonna start understanding the message and be like, oh shit, okay, I get it. But like right now, it's like, dude, I'm trying I'm trying to tell you like I'm not human. Now I do have a human being that I control, but I'm not human. So essentially, I think I'm greater than I'm greater than myself. I'm greater than w- what's been given to me, and that's what allows me to do so much, man. To to make millions by twenty four. I mean, to employ people, to give people jobs, to literally go around the country and share, literally tell people what to do because I have faith in myself. I have faith in the message that this message of progression, this message of growth is a necessity for you to live an abundant life. There are too many people that are living below their means, below what they're capable of. Too many people. And and they go 60 years and they, and they say to themselves, I, I'm 60 years old. I wish I should have done that. I should have done that. I wish I did that. What would be the worst thing that can happen at 60 years old? Like, like if they actually went after their dreams and their goals. Once you start realizing that you're that powerful, you can do anything you want. That's why I go around the country sharing this message because I started experiencing this power. I started experiencing this growth. And I said, damn, if I, I feel good like this, like life feels amazing. How about you? And no one else was feeling it. How about you? No one else was feeling it. Everyone else was feeling so mundane and, and low and low energy and, and, and not positive and very negative. I said, look, I'm making it a mission to change this world. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love your passion and I, lo- I love your enthusiasm for obviously your message. And it is your message and it's something that you really, really believe in. But what I what I sense from you just from this very short conversation is, is the incredible self-belief. But it's not just self-belief and it's not delusion because what you're doing is you're actually producing results as well. And this is why I always say like the power of the mind and how we talk to ourselves and how we how we act upon the messages that we feed ourselves is really, really important. So I stand by you. I'm excited to see your journey. I know you're literally just starting. So obviously it's going to be incredible. And obviously you're now creating books as well, which is, which is fantastic. So that does actually lead us nicely to the final question, which is about a book. So I always ask my guest this and his question is about legacy. So if in 150 years time, Andy, science fails to save us and all that exists is a book. And this book is about you. It's about every single thing that you've done in the world, all your highs, all your lows. Firstly, what I want to know is what would the title of the book be? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? The book's name would be Overcome. That would be the name of the book. And then the subtitle would be something along the lines of like the metamorphosis of like the world's most powerful world shaker or something like, like that, right? And I mean, some people are going to say that I'm full of myself. I mean, to those people, I ask them a question, why aren't you full of yourself? Why are you so, so consumed in, in something else rather than not you? And now recognizing what you want to do in life and, and playing small. Then the uh, back of it is going to be the literally sharing the, the story about like the summary of broken, impoverished kid 
turns into a you know a billionaire while still handily impacting over a billion lives. He literally had one dollar for every person he impacted. So the, so the wealth is there, the impact is there, and as well as his legacy will live on literally forever because the amount of people that he impacted continually moved on to impact the next generation. I love that. I love that. And can, can I just quickly just jump on something that you said there? So you, you said, obviously, people might think that you're fully yourself, but I don't necessarily think they will think that because I think, obviously, this is a podcast structured on trying to improve your mindset. And I think you mentioned something about blowing your own trumpet. And one thing that a mentor taught me, this was a very long time ago. He says, if we don't blow our own trumpet, nobody else will do it for us. And it was a really, really important lesson because I used to be that guy who never really saw self-worth in myself or recognized my own skills and my own gifts and all you're basically saying is we should all have that same level of confidence as yourself and I'm pretty certain that if we all had that same belief in ourselves as much as we believed in all these influences and all these people we see on social media we would be out there living our best life we would be fulfilled we would be taking chances because we believe in our power and our ability to obviously learn and overcome so I don't think it's strange I think it's different it's a breath of fresh air to have somebody with that different perspective at such a young age as well to come out there and say this is me this is me this is who I'm going to be to the world and I actually acknowledge you for just being authentic the whole way through this interview you haven't tried to tailor it to try and be something that I feel a lot of people do in society which is they say stuff because it seems like the right thing to say what you're saying is what you truly believe what you truly go out there and do and I love it because it fits the narrative of the show which is find your voice we all need to go out there we all need to share our story we all need to make an impact with our story and with our voice so Andy before I give you a chance to give your social media handles where people can reach out to you and follow your journey I just want to quickly ask you, is there anything that you want to maybe leave the audience with or is there any questions that you wish I had asked you that you maybe want to provide an answer for? No, I think you asked some powerful, powerful questions, man. And I think we hit it on the nail, man. And I, and I, hopefully that as your audience listen to this, they, they realize how powerful that they are and say, you know what, I'm going to start taking action on, on what I desire to do in my life. And I think they will get that message because that is the message you're conveying that even through your own self-belief and the way that you talk about yourself, what you're actually trying to do is make other people do the exact same. So thank you for taking time out of your day to come on the show. And for everyone else at home, thank you for listening. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.